Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy Collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra, in on-trend hues like green and citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count for your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I know some very vulgar phrases, but I'm not going to share them on the podcast. But sometimes if you hear someone giggling quietly in the back corner of set, it might be because I shared one of my secret phrases from the 18th or early 19th century and got someone to try and guess what it meant. Welcome to Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm Gabby Collins. I'm Hannah Craig. I'm Annabelle Hood. I'm Jess Brownell. And we're here to, as Adjua would say, salute you as we bid adieu. So on this episode, we're just wrapping up the season. And one of my favorite things to do with you three was talk about all the research that you did. And I felt like I got to learn a whole lot more about the spirit behind Bridgerton and, of course, your daily process. So I thought it would be fun to just kind of talk about some of the lingo and all of the beautiful language that you used in Bridgerton with just some fun Regency slang that was used throughout the show. What was the best Regency insult? I don't know who wrote it, but the writer in season one, it might have been Chris, who wrote Prunes Featherington saying to Philippa, Dunderhead. I thought that was a pretty good one. Yeah, I think the Featheringtons have some of the best lines, don't they, sometimes? Yeah. Yeah, Philippa and Prudence, whenever they're on screen, or even like behind the scenes, are just a double act. They are hilarious. You know, one of my favourite kind of Regency slang phrases, it might not even be in the scripts, maybe we can get it into a future script, and it's just, um, blast your eyes. And it just means, you know, a way of saying, I hate you. <laughs> Go away or something ruder. I like a good old oh drat. We were all kind of struggling to be rude. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> I don't think we've dropped an F word at all. I would love to once in a while. I don't actually think it's right for the show, but sometimes you're writing. It's just so a nice F word really communicates what you're trying to say. <laughs> but also even religious oaths back then, like you couldn't say goddamn or damn you or anything like that. That was as bad as saying the F word today. So yeah, even even they were very guarded in their, in their swear words, I think. Yeah, although you do find the F word used quite a lot <laughs> in lots of historical contexts. Um, kind of depends on which, which sources 
you go to, not in Jane Austen so much, admittedly, but um, in some other places, uh, there's definitely a bawdier, richer terminology that we could draw on if we wanted to. But I think, you know, we're not we're not impolite in Bridgerton, are we? We're not really sweary or rude. So the closest moment, though, that that happens is when Daphne punches Nigel. When I read that script, that was almost like a fu kind of like expression. It was like I'm here and I'm meant to behave in a particular way, and then I'm just gonna deck him. And I always remember reading that bit, like when I first got the scripts through, before we started season one, and also talking about it in the rehearsal room with Phoebe. And just how much I liked it, like, although it feels like a kind of break from convention, it also just captured something, this kind of frustration and just this need to whack him. (laughs) So that, you know, that was the kind of the closest to a slang moment in some ways, wasn't it? Annabelle, didn't you mention there was some sort of document, like a list of cuss words or something like that? So the writers had this document that was done up that had a few of the rules for language in terms of the dialogue and stuff or shall versus will and things like that, not using contractions, can't, they don't say can't, they say cannot, or even I beg your pardon, swap for forgive me. And it's not don't, it's do not and things like that. And then in the depths of this very long document. <laughs> There's also rules for swearing and rules for using the F word and things like that, which I thought was really funny. And we've not, we've not gone there. I just Googled it myself trying to remember some of the, the swear words. Strumpet, that's a fun one. And it, it has me thinking about how funny your job is, Annabelle, as a researcher, yeah. just Googling ways for us to be, you know, obscene. I remember when I was researcher on scandal i often would like have to google how to build a bomb at an airport or something and i thought like oh i'm most surely on you know some kind of do not fly list now so i hope there's some equivalent of that for you (laughs) how does anyone even know how these phrases evolve how does one even begin to research these colloquialisms and slang hannah can you tell us about some of the origins if you're a historian and you want to to go about it, you're in luck because in the early 19th century, there are a lot of dictionaries. You have the emergence of dictionaries of slang. So compilations of colloquialisms of everyday language as people became really interested in kind of trying to collate and collect how people spoke in an ordinary way. So you've got your kind of reference library that you can use, but then also novels from the time. I mean, Georgette Hare was a sort of famous user and creator of Regency slang. So she both researched the language very carefully, but also introduced some of her own phrases. But the Regency romance novels use a lot of Regency language to give it a kind of feel of the period. And Georgette just keeps on coming up. And would you say she's also known for creating a lot of the slang that we might recognize? Yeah, definitely, because that was one of her kind of traits in her writing, and it carries through to Regency romance novels today as part of the genre is that language. But a lot of it comes, some of it from the Regency, but also some of it from Georgette Hare herself, because she created phrases and planted them in her books because she got fed up with people copying her work. So she sort of constructed some of her own terms and phrases that had a Regency sound to them. And then if they popped up in other people's work, she you know, realised that she was being plagiarised. So there was a bit of wordplay going on. So if you've got some time on your hands, watch The Waiting for Season 2, you can read Georgette Hare and find out which are the real Regency phrases and which are the ones of her own invention. It'll take a while. (laughs) 
so there's this wonderful presenter here in England called Susie Dent, who does Dictionary Corner and Countdown. And I, you know, I'm a great fan of Susie. And now I feel a little bit like Susie Dent. I'm having like a Susie Dent moment where we talk about the origins of terms. So Susie, if you're listening, drop me a little message. I love you. <laughs> so. Hannah's Word Corner. Is it like that? Yeah, Hannah's History Corner. Hannah's History. <laughs> so, love it. Then we can have the extra edition, which is for the, you know, the later night audience. <laughs> so, I, I know some very vulgar phrases, but I'm not going to share them on the podcast. I could put them into the chat <laughs> and see if you can guess what they are. But <laughs> sometimes if you hear someone giggling quietly in the back corner of set, it might be because I shared one of my secret, very coarse phrases from the 18th or early 19th century and got someone to try and guess what it meant <laughs> so but they are really they are really quite quite bad so I don't I'm, I'm I just I'm not going to share them <laughs> sorry <laughs> you have to ask me in person oh I'm going to come find you next time you're on set yeah right. <laughs> yeah that'd be good that'd be good we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor escape to summer with Victoria's Secret Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Welcome back to the season finale of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm Gabby Collins, and I'm sitting here with Annabelle Hood, Jess Brownell, and Dr. Hannah Gregg. We've been talking about some of the Regency slang and lingo 
and we pulled some other favorites. So I'm going to quiz you and see how well you remember some of these pieces of Regency language that showed up either in our conversations or in the actual show. Do we get a prize at the end of this? I know, it's really nerve-wracking. Gabby always makes me do like a pop quiz, don't I? (laughs) (laughs) I know, I have a thing for pop quizzes. I have a problem. What is a rake? (laughs) Bit of a manhole, I'd say. Regency F-boy. I would say a philanderer. (laughs) A philanderer. Oh, Hannah going polite there. Philanderer. (laughs) Those were all right. All of the above. All of the above. Ding, 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 ding. What about by-blow? I believe a by-blow is a child created from uh, out of marriage. I think it can be an illegitimate child. So I did have a quick check on that in the Oxford English Dictionary, which is one of my main resources uh, for the origins of language because it always shows first use of words. And by blow is actually something like we often talk about blow by blow now as a kind of blow by blow account, you know, step by step account. And it seems to have come from a sword fighting reference like blow by blow. And then a by blow is a side swipe Mm. like to attack someone from the side. And so this then links to the idea of illegitimacy and that they are born through a kind of side action, like a kind of slightly off off the path. So they're not a legitimate offspring. Oh, wow. That is so juicy. We got a little bit of like etymology, linguistics, history. All right. Moving on to Dicked in the Knob. I don't know what that one is. I don't know. Isn't this like mental, like, like crazy in the head? Yeah, knob meant head at the time. To be dicked in, I don't know how that means, crazy, but that is what it meant. I know for sure what to become a tenant for life means. Shackled for life. Like shackled. I wonder if it's one that Georgette Heyer created in her novels, or whether it has a regency, like a real regency route. I'm going to go and find out later. (laughs) The Cut Direct. The Cut Direct. We have Violet Bridgerton giving... Lady Featherington, the cut direct in season one after the whole Colin Marina business goes down. I remember we were talking about it quite a lot in the room and how vicious that is, you know, to just be flat out ignored like that. And then that night I was on the lot where we were, you know, the studio lot where we were writing and I was waiting for my car from valet. And this man walked in for a screening and I asked him, oh, what's the screening? And he looked at me and he ignored me and he kept walking. And I thought, oh, I just got the cut direct. And I was kind of thrilled. (laughs) It really hurt, though. I I understood. That's that's a really good one. (laughs) Jess, you also mentioned before that you have a technique for blazing through writing while also maintaining whatever energy you've got while not knowing the right words. Can you tell us about that? Yes, yes, yes. Occasionally when we're writing the script, like if we're talking about a scene in the room and we understand the emotional and the character context for the scene, but not the exact Regency specifics, we might just put like Regency, Regency or Annabelle TBD because we expect that, you know, Annabelle or Dr. Hannah will help us figure it out. I write the scene like it's a modern day scene. And I, I write, you know, the, the colloquialisms that are anachronistic. And then I just go back and I do a research pass on it or a Regency, Regency pass on it, basically. It's too hard to get a perfect, you know, in terms of the period the first time through. 
One of the things that makes the Bridgerton script so distinctive, I think, is it's probably not what the viewers will hear because it's in the stage direction too. That kind of, you know, the way the world is brought to life by the Bridgerton script's very distinctive style of writing stage directions. And I remember reading you know, the season one scripts and sometimes just laughing out loud and just feeling like such warmth towards the writers because of all of the energy that was coming through those directions. And so there was one stage direction from season one where we must be going to the Hastings house and you, you write Mr. Darcy can F right off because the house was so much so much grander, so much bigger. And I was like, yeah, that's just absolutely right. That's like perfect. It's so beyond the world of the Darcy, Pride and Prejudice sort of world. Mr. Darcy can F right off because this is another layer of kind of bachelor glamour and wealth and excitement. I loved all of those bits. And that's from, you know, Chris Van Dusen started that in the pilot, those action lines that have a lot of modern day sayings in them. But when I think about it, it really is a Shonda Rhimes thing too, you know, all the way back to Scandal, like those action lines. And that's Shonda's voice. It's rich with references and pop culture moments and, you know, comparisons. So, so yeah, we love to throw in, you know, modern day slang. And actually, there should be like an audio book of it with either Chris or Betsy Beers reading out the stage directions as well, because there's just wonderful character to it. Its own character, isn't it really, in there? And of course, it is on screen when you see it, because it dictates how everyone approaches the script, which is the blueprint for the whole production. Yeah, Betsy Beers classically reads the stage directions at most of our read-throughs for many of our shows. And uh, she just goes for it. It's so fun to listen to her read the stage directions, because, you know, she'll be like... And then Daphne comes in and she's feeling hot AF. <laughs> I don't know. It's the words on the page for me as well. I just, yeah. I could just be in the lecture theatre or in the library and it always feels like a treat to see an actor speak words that I would recognise from a historical document. Um, there's something kind of magical about it because otherwise it just lives in my head. I'm probably a broken record at this point, but I grew up on Austin and I streamed those miniseries and films into my eyeballs. And so season one, when I showed up and then to just walk into a ballroom and see everyone dressed in Regency costumes and to see everything that Will, the production designer, did was just like this dream come true, even though I was not a part of it. I was not on camera or anything. I wasn't in costume just to see it all around me was amazing and even like today just it hasn't worn off just stepping onto set every day it's, it's like a dream and yeah seeing how just the amount of effort that goes into just the production design and like all the hard work that goes into into filming even just a minute of screen time is just so so many hours of work that's what that's what blows me away every single day I just want to say thank you to the three of you and especially to you, Gabby. You know, there was such a lull between season one and season two. There's this big gap. And to come back for this podcast and, you know, try to put myself back in the writer's room in season one and think about all the decisions we made and, you know, remember those like initial feelings of working on this show when it was just a spark in Chris Van Dusen and Shonda and Betsy's eye to, to talk about the beginning of it when here we are, you know, a couple of years later and it's doing as well as it's doing and being so well received and, you know, continuing now into seasons three and four. It's incredibly exciting and was just so wonderful to revisit the inception of it all. So thank you for the opportunity. 
Hannah, Annabelle, Jess, thank you. It's been such a great opportunity to get to meet you, to get to know you better, to go behind the scenes of Bridgerton. And it's just been really great, listeners, to just take you inside of Shondaland. That has been great fun. And we look forward to doing more of it. So just keep your ears to the feeds and we will get together again soon. So take care, be well, and go back and watch Bridgerton again on Netflix. You know you want to. Thanks again for going behind the scenes with us. Until next time. Bridgerton, the official podcast, was executive produced by Lauren Homan, Sandy Bailey, Holly Fry, and me, Gabby Collins. Our producer is Chris Van Dusen, and our producer editor is Vincent Dejani. Thanks for listening. Bridgerton, the official podcast, is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you subscribe to your favorite shows. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.